Philadelphia, woo, I'm going to tear it up. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, we're going to treat all you women woo, the way women ought to be treated. Because the NWA and some real men are going to take that Civic Center apart, and then we're all going to be over a rodeo, woo, driving the women wild. Miami Beach, get ready. Woo. We are on tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, whoo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. <laughs> <laughs> His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. You should do some lunch sports, man. Come on, man. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. The sports desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., and I am here to give it to you raw, and especially today, <laughs> uncut. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sports artists, bike in the building. D, let's get into it. Yes, sir. This will not be your traditional sports desk. I'm going to fair warn you guys now that me and Black are currently drinking a couple of Wicked Grove hard ciders. <laughs> me and Black are not in the best mood today, and it's not because we have anything crazy going on. It's just me and Black are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We got a lot of things to get off our chest today. So your favorite uh, uh, parts of the show, your segments that you love and you can't wait to hear each and every week. I am so sorry, but you won't be getting those today. Me and Black got to get straight down to business. And for anybody out there who's wondering, man, what D talking about? What is D referring to? It's a team up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. You know who they are. Me and Black know who they are, but I'm here to let everybody know that me and Black are drawing the battle lines today. Today, me and Black will declare war on the Brooklyn Nets. We will declare war on anybody who is affiliated with the Brooklyn Nets. We will declare war on the narrative of people putting LeBron James and Kevin Durant in the same conversation of recruiting players to join their sides to win a championship. Now, this might be the only time that I might be calm during this show. Because very soon, me and Black are going to get into the business. So we are so glad that you are here listening to us one more time. Episode 108 of the Sports Desk. But before we get into that, Black, last night at UFC 260, a new world's heavyweight champion, a new baddest man on the planet was crowned 
Francis, the Predator, Nganu, laid the legendary, probably the greatest, not probably, the greatest heavyweight in UFC history to risk, and Stipe Miocic becoming the world heavyweight champion. Black, what was your initial thoughts on the performance of Nganu and how he secured the championship? Um... D, I was I was in awe, man. It's like it's like Ngannou, Francis uh, Ngannou came out with with it with it on his mind, bro. He came out. He knew he was finna take Stepe out, and he did just that, man. And it was, I mean, he was hitting Stepe with everything. It was it, it was crazy to watch, and we got a new champion today. But um, it was one. It, it was it was one. One spot in that fight where when I was watching it, I was like, mm. It seemed kinda it seemed kinda weird to me. It's something I never seen Stipe do. I guess Stipe thought I guess Stipe thought he had a Ganu hurt because he hit I mean he hit a Ganu flush. Yeah, he very, hit a flush. Yeah, very nice punch. And and in the end up being well, he got caught and got knocked out, you know, with that punch. He hit the ground and got knocked out. So I'm 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 thinking to myself like oh man Gano he he just was kind of resetting himself, you know he he took the punch very well and he caught Stipe coming in hands down which Stipe really never does, he really never does and and, and he caught him and put him to rest bro so we have a new champ, champion today shout out to Cameroon that's right Cameroon yes sir yeah shout out to Africa man three champs uh, shout out to uh. Francis, man, hopefully he can have a nice run here. Run here as being a champion. Yeah, last night I, I learned a lot more about uh, Francis and Ganu. Uh, back in 2018 was the first fight between Stipe and Francis, and the hype train was real for Ganu coming into that title fight. But Stipe got the better of Ganu, and let's call it what it was: he outclassed Francis and Ganu in that first fight back in 2018. Francis has been waiting and waiting and dealing with this for two years, getting his opportunity to get another chance at the world championship. But I saw something scary last night, and I'm not talking about the power of Francis Ngannou. I'm talking about the development. He was throwing head kicks. He was bobbing. He was weaving. He was moving. He was patient. He was he was taking his time and picking his spots to throw his punches and I had a feeling that this fight was going to get outside of the first round. Now, anybody who bet that Francis would knock out Stipe in the first round, you had every right to think so. But I knew Stipe was going to be, I mean, Francis was going to be in there different. But that shot that Francis landed on Stipe Miocic, I had never seen anybody get hit like that. <laughs> I'm talking about from watching Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. I'm talking from watching Deontay Wilder Jr. I'm talking about watching some of the heavy knockout artists in martial arts and boxing, period. Why do I say this was the hardest punch that I ever seen? Stipe wasn't even moving when he got hit. His feet were planted. Go watch the YouTube video. Francis's arms are so long and he drives his punches with so much power. It looked like Stipe got hit with a car. He fell back, almost tore his ACL, could not even gather himself in one vicious hammer fist. It was over. And I said, and I said, my God, my God. 
So shout out to Francis Ngannou, the Predator. I hope Francis has a very, very healthy championship run. And the heavyweight division in the UFC is, is pretty good right now. Yes, You it got is. some viable uh, contenders in that division. Speaking of potential contenders, Johnny Bones Jones. Now, we've been talking for maybe, I don't know, man. It seems like we've been talking for a while to get John Jones in the heavyweight uh, fight, let alone a championship fight against the fight that we wanted to see. With no disrespect to Stipe, we wanted to see Francis. We wanted to see John if John was going to go up to heavyweight for that title. But Black last night, Dana White took to the microphone, and he kept it realer than most. And when Dana White was asked about the potential matchup of John Jones and Francis Ngannou for the uh, heavyweight world championship, Dana White brushed it off and said, man, <laughs> if I'm John Jones, I'm looking like I need to go down to 185. If John wants to fight, he can have the fight. John can call me right now and the fight will be made. All These, these are Dana's words. Dana say these guys say they want to fight, 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 fight. But when the time is come to make the fight, they don't want the fight. And he's talking about John Jones. Mm. Now, on the other side of that, I'm going to be a, a, a supporter of John Jones on one thing. John Jones wants to get paid. And I'm with him. You putting your bite on the line to that degree, you need to get paid. John Jones is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. He needs to be compensated like it. I don't care if he's fighting Francis, Israel Adesanya, or me or you. He needs to be compensated. But let's get back to the business at hand. John Jones, to be a verified GOAT, he needs to win another title in another division. And here's where it gets terrible, Black. The champion at the heavyweight division now is an unmasked murderer. <laughs> and his name is Francis Ngannou. The power that he possesses, the way that he moves, John Jones needs to have a long, hard thought process if he wants to get in there with him. John Jones gets on Twitter today and gives out all these pleas. Please, I'm not Francis, please. Y'all think power is everything. I'm not afraid of no man, but I want to get paid. But in my day and time, doesn't the best mean more than money? Mm-hmm. Doesn't being recognized as the greatest as John Jones has been telling us that he wants to be recognized as, doesn't that mean a little bit more, mon- more than money? If John Jones and Francis Ngannou is going to take this fight, I'm here to tell you here that me and Blackwood will have a memorial service for John Jones after the fight. Because really watching Francis and really watching John, even though John's put on a lot of weight, I don't think Francis Ngannou can be hurt. I don't think he can be hurt. I think Francis Ngannou has to be drawn out for five rounds. And if John Jones drags out Francis Ngannou for five rounds, he will not be, be crowned champion. Just like Israel Adesanya was not crowned champion going up in weight just a couple weeks ago. And that's just my thoughts. What are your thoughts, Black, on potential John Jones and Francis Ngannou championship fight of what you saw last night? Well, listening to Dana, you know, um, I don't know if it makes sense because it's it's, kind of weird to me that we're seeing these videos with John Jones and he's putting on the weight, he's putting on the muscle to move up. Was his mindset thinking that Stipe will hold on to this belt and he can fight Stipe and get an easy win. I really think that John Jones has to take this fight. I don't know if I want to see him go down to 185. Well, would it be really hard for him to go down to 185 and make 185? Sure. Yes, it would. After we've seen these freaking videos of him 
you know, bulking up. So I got to kind of disagree with Dana. I think I really believe John has to take this fight. Like you just said, D, if he want to slamming himself as being the GOAT, he has to go and do this. Mm -hmm. He can't just stay at 205 and he's not going to 185. So this is your only option, John. This is the only option. And like we understand you want to get paid. We understand that. And you, you deserve to get paid. But let's get this fight done. It needs to get done. Francis called you out. Let's say, let's do this in July. Let's get this fight done. That would be awesome. Would this fight get drawn out? I think it would. I think it will. I think it will because uh, John know he dealing with something that's that's that can huh. literally take his take his life away. Huh. Uh, John really knows that he's dealing with something that could take his life away. This man is a freaking freight train. Yes, sir. I seen something today. They say he he said you he he hit you with so much power. It's like a a a, a Ford uh. What's the truck the Ford got? No, no, it's a car, a Ford Escort. A uh, Ford Escort yeah. at 50 miles per wow. hour when he hitting you. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy. So basically anything he hit, he destroying it. How how the how the character on boxing on Rocky was, whatever he hit, he destroying Durago. it. He destroying you. Yeah. And 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 I agree with you, D. I do not see John lasting five rounds with this man. They literally will have to put together the perfect game plan to beat Francis. I don't know what that game plan could be. We shall hopefully we shall see. Hopefully. If we can get it done. But if John can do this, it's unquestioned. Done, it's, it's unquestioned. Unquestioned. Because like I just said, this guy could hold on to this belt for a very long time. Yes. And then they were talking about his options. If John didn't fight Derek Lewis, Stepe again. I don't think Stipe gonna really recover from this very well. It's gonna take him a while. I think it was. I think this is different from when, from when Cormier knocked him out. I think this is much different. For sure. You know, this is something that you see and you get back in that ring after being hit by a man like that and feeling that power. Exactly. You you gonna be very cautious in that in in that octagon if you go to face him again. So I don't I don't know if Stipe is an option, but we want to see him fight John. We do. We want to see him fight John. So I hope that it happens. I hope what Dana's saying is no truth to it. I don't believe it. I think John, I don't think John's showing us these videos of him putting on weight, bulking up for nothing. I don't, I really did. I really don't think John really care if it was Stipe or, or Francis, but hopefully he can get his money, man. We can get, make this fight happen. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. We'll keep it monitored, man. You know, we just want to open up the show because we're not going to get a chance to get to it later. But we just want to show love to Francis Ngannou, man, and and, and salute to uh, Stipe Miocic, man, the greatest heavyweight in UFC history. Shout out to my guy, Hassan Edwards. He put a tweet out there, and he said, in MMA and the UFC, when you win a title, you're really a world champion. Yeah, you are. You're really a world champion because it's unquestioned. Mm-hmm. These are the best fighters around the world, meeting in the best organizations, the organization there ever been for mixed martial arts. So that was a, when he when he when he tweeted. I was like, man, he right. Like, if you're a champion in UFC, you're really a world champion. So shout out Francis. Before we go, man, like Black said earlier, I don't see much coverage, man, on what's going on in the UFC. And we're gonna do it here here on the sports desk. I'm gonna name three guys right now from Africa that are world champions. Three guys are who are the best in the world. And honestly, if you look in the UFC. These might be three of the top five guys right now fighting in the UFC. You have your welterweight champion, Kamal Usman. 
You have your middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya, and you have your new world's heavyweight champion in Francis Ngannou, all from Africa. Three of the world champions in the UFC are from Africa, black men. Mm -hmm. And I just look at him like, wow, when me and black were coming up, watching UFC in his earlier days, you didn't have black champions. You didn't. It was only one. His name was Rashad Evans. And he didn't keep the belt that long. And Rampage Jackson. And excuse me. That's right. <laughs> Rampage Jackson. Rampage beat Rashad. So, no, Leota beat Rashad. Uh, I don't know who. I know Rampage. I forgot who Rampage. I know Rampage. He beat Forrest Griffin. He beat Forrest Griffin. Yeah, he beat Forrest Griffin. Griffin. So, yeah. So, we've, we've seen a black champion here or there. But now when you look at who's going to be Usman in the welterweight. <clears throat> we love Jorge Masvidal here. We're big fans of Jorge. But when you look at the, the the dynamics of this fight that's coming up right here in Jacksonville, are we going to be real about it? Yeah, it ain't <laughs> happening. All right. When you look at Israel Adesanya, you go to the middleweight division. He cleaned it out. Cleaned it out already. What contender is waiting in the middleweight division? He had to go up to light heavyweight to get some action. And now we're looking at Francis Ngannou, who's been a nightmare. So shout out to those three guys, all African-born champions in the UFC. All right, Black. Glad we got the pleasantries out the way. It's time for me and you to get down to business, sir. And get down to business, we're about to do. Make it to It's time. Once again. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. You trash! You not hooping! <sighs> like I told y'all earlier to start the show, this is not your traditional sports disc. It is not your traditional sports disc. We skipping all segments. And we getting right down to business. We gonna have us a conversation today. Now, Black, this past Thursday, the NBA trade, line, trade deadline came and went. And we had some notable moves there, and we're going to get to them. We're going to talk about the Nuggets. We're going to talk about the Clippers here in just a short while. Deadline came and went. Me and Black was kind of like, wow, not too much movement. Clippers move bringing Rondo over was significant. Denver bringing over McGee and Gordon. It ups their team. Okay, cool. You know, we were having our conversations. It wasn't nothing too crazy. We just acknowledged that a couple teams, better teams in the West, got better. Friday came and went. Nothing too crazy. I don't even think me and Black talked on Friday. It was just kind of chill. You know, everybody was doing their thing. Saturday during the morning was pretty nice. You know, nice day out. Saturday afternoon uh, came through. Evening time is approaching. And I'm going out and about doing my thing out here in the world. And I look down and I see my phone ringing and it's my guy. <laughs> It's my guy Black ringing my phone, and I answered the phone, and my guy Black was uh, discombobulated, distraught, my boy, distraught, <laughs> almost heavy-hearted, and my man just kept saying, "D, bro, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "Bro, what, bro, what?" He was like, "Bro, you serious right now?" And instantly when he was saying that, I knew it was something with the Nets. 
I knew it was. And then my mans came out with the breaking news yesterday from Adrian Wojnarowski that LaMarcus Aldridge signed the vet minimum deal to go join Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Blake Griffin, and everybody else on their staff. That's what he did. And I talked to Black, and I told Black immediately right there on the phone. I said, bro, it's a wrap. I say, call coach and say, pack it in. (laughs) Pack it in, coach. We'll be back next season. And I told Black, ain't nothing we're going to be able to do, man. That's too much firepower for any team. And I would like to apologize to the Los Angeles Lakers faithful. And I would like to apologize to LeBron Raymond James fan supporters. And I want to apologize to you, Black, for losing the faith in that moment. But I quickly came to my senses, didn't I, Black? Yes, you did. And I said, hold on, Black. Had a very healthy conversation. We did. (laughs) Very fruitful conversation. (laughs) And I told my boy Black what I'm about to tell y'all. We straight in Los Angeles. And before we get going talking that talk, we got to pay the utmost respect right now. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the king. LeBron James. All right, Black, let's get to it, man. Let's start in Brooklyn, New York, man, with the Brooklyn Nets. Yesterday, they added a Marcus Aldridge. We're not talking about stats right now. We're talking about initial feelings, man, what we was going through. Black, what was your sentiments, man, when you got that alert come across your phone right before you called your homeboy to break the news to me? I want to know exactly in that moment. Don't tell me where you at now. In that moment, what was you thinking, my boy? Bro, I just wanted to throw up, bro. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to throw up. I was sick to my stomach. God. I was uh, sick to my stomach. Yeah. All I could all I could do was say, damn. <laughs> and I got my beautiful wife looking back at me. She was like, what? I was like, maybe it's sports related. I'm sorry. <laughs> but damn. Like, what else do y'all need? Mm-hmm. What else do y'all need? I know D, I know every I know every man has the right to choose where he wants to go. Sure. Every man. Sure. But damn, why the Brooklyn Nets? <sighs> why? Mm-hmm. Is it is it the easy way out? Mm-hmm. Is it the easy way out, D, for them? Mm-hmm. For players who didn't been in the league for so long that they haven't had the chance to capture a ring? Mm-hmm. And you go to a team with two players who wrote the coattails of other superstars. Right. And you think that's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So, D, I was very disturbed. And then that car hit you up. I just said, you know what? I know my home. I, 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 I said, I got to beat him to the point because I feel like you was going to call me at some point uh-huh. if I didn't call you. I just knew the phone call was going to happen. Correct. And then you not knowing it just said, I said, oh, he don't even know. Correct. Correct. Just the initial shock of hearing his name to the Brooklyn Nets. I'm like, what in the hell? 
<laughs> I just couldn't believe it, D. I, I, that's that's my first initial thought. Listen, bro. I'm sick of being the nice guy when it comes to um, the Brooklyn Nets. I am all for players doing whatever it is that they want to do. I am all for when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, I said he was a free agent, dog. That's his right. The rules are in place for him to do what he just did. I didn't have the big, I don't put an asterisk next to Kevin Durant's championships, but I never validated him being the best player in the world because I haven't seen him do best player in the world stuff. Mm. I didn't see him do best player in the world championship winning. I didn't see that. 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors in the West Conference Finals a year before you losing seven. Two chances in OKC to send them home. You could not do such. We seen what LeBron Raymond James has done. Championship worthy wins, quality GOAT status wins in championship rounds. We haven't seen that from Durant. But I didn't hold that against him. No asterisks by this. But what the Brooklyn Nets are doing are hiring mercenaries. They're bringing in, first of all, you brought in James Harden on the trade. Can't do nothing about that. You have the ability to trade for a player. Cool. Then lowly broke down out of his prime, Blake Griffin seeks a buyout because the word's getting out now about Kevin Durant. And we're going to have this conversation today. And I've been holding back and I'm going to call the great Freddie Bricks in because he needs to be on this. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Durant is calling players that are on team still and encouraging them to ask for buyouts because they can join the Nets during the season. And mm. Blake, now this is all this mm. is all hearsay. This is what's out on the internet. But I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I believe it, bro. I believe this. You reach out to Blake Griffin. Y'all needed a big, powerful body who can stretch the floor. You got him in Blake Griffin. Put him off the bench. Bring him off the bench. Okay, whatever. You reach out to Lamarcus Aldridge, who was confirmed to be going to Portland or the Miami Heat. Where in the hell did the Brooklyn Nets come from? Can anybody let me know? Hmm. When the Brooklyn Nets got in position to grab Lamarcus Aldridge, you knew who you did you do you want to know who knew all along Lamarcus Aldridge was coming to the Brooklyn Nets? Kevin Durant. And then y'all sit here and tell me, uh, LeBron, when LeBron goes to super teams and he recruits people, could you name me a time where LeBron James has had former all-star players get bought out and join his team? I'll wait. (laughs) He had it. (laughs) The hate for LeBron and the Lakers is appalling. Disgusting, despicable, and egregious. Kevin Durant, you sicken me for doing what you're doing. And what do you think this is going to do for you, KD, if you win the title this year? It's going to validate you being a better than LeBron because now you're going to have, what do we have, three rings? Uh, a ring with Brooklyn who hasn't had a ring. And this would mean what? This would mean this would, this this would mean that this would just be a team accomplishment. This ain't gonna be a Kevin Durant thing. 
We're going to get real deep into this because I just want to set the tone of this conversation because we, we, we potting today. <laughs> we are potting. I'm sick of what's going on, bro. I'm going to play this iconic clip. And who knew, who knew how relevant this would be? Who knew that this would be something of a reality? I mean, we already 9-3. Nobody can stop us. That's what I'm saying. I know. Because look at this. Look, remember when I did this? LeBron, I got Come on. You know what? Hey, hey, what's after practice? You see me practicing right now. Come James Harden went to the Nets today. Wait, James Harden went what? To the Mets? The Nets. The Mets? Look. James Harden went to the Nets. Yes. So it's James Harden and Kyrie? Yes. I'm 36! I'm 36! Why is it always everybody versus me? I'm not Thanos! Golly! Let's stop throwing the ball! Man! I can't keep doing this, I'm tired! I just beat the Warriors! You know what? Put, put Kyrie on the phone. Go on. Listen, man. Shout out, man. I, I'm mad I got this man. I don't have this man name right on schedule, but he did a great LeBron impersonation, and LeBron retweeted it that I'm 36. 36-year-old, mm. 18 years in the league, and we got to go to war like this? Now, at the beginning of the season, what was the narrative? Boy, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving versus it's LeBron beautiful. James and Anthony Davis. Beautiful. Two on two. Beautiful. But then it turned into James Harden. Now, Blake Griffin and now LaMarcus Archer. This is trash. <laughs> this is trash, bruh. How much more do you need, Kevin? If you just so happen to hear this, how much more do you need? This is, I've never seen this before. When LeBron went to South Beach, free agents. Free agents. They had Shane Battier, Mike Miller, Norris Cole, Mario Chalmers, Rashad Lewis. Has them. These are the players that they had. When LeBron went to the finals 29 straight times, he had Matthew Dellavedova, <laughs> Mozgov, Verizal, Iman Shupter, <laughs> a drunk J.R. Smith. <laughs> what, are we, what is this? So the one time LeBron goes to Los Angeles and is playing with a young rookie cast of characters, we knew that the Lakers had to get better. That wasn't a, it. It wasn't. It was a foregone conclusion. The Lakers had to get better. Mm -hmm. And what did the Lakers do? They traded for Anthony Davis, just like the Nets traded for James Harden. But you buy out boys, you sick of me. Y'all are lame. Lamarcus Aldridge, I never expected it to be you. <laughs> Not you. And and do I sound biased? Do I sound like I'm hating? Yes. And take it as such, because I don't care. The Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hand the ball over to my boy Black to set me back up in the posts. If you make it to the NBA Finals with our new addition that we got today, because we're going to break down these teams, and when LeBron knocks y'all off in seven and a half games, <laughs> they should set a bomb inside the locker room and blow up the team immediately. Trade everybody. Trade Durant. Trade Irving. Trade Harden. Because the new the Brooklyn Nets should be sold. They need to move out of Brooklyn once this happened. Black, where are you today after sleeping on this, this tragedy that's happening in Brooklyn? You know what? I'm very, 
very pissed off today. Actually, you know what, D? I'm not pissed off. I was pissed off yesterday leading up till 2 o'clock today. And I got a beautiful text that said, by God. By God. <laughs> by By God. <laughs> by God. And I didn't even have to go look. I already knew what that text meant. I already knew what it meant. Yep. But Lamarcus Aldridge, KD, James Harden. James Harden, I like you. Kyrie Irving, y'all sicking me. <laughs> Today, the lines are drawing, bruh. Playoffs ain't, playoffs ain't even here. And we drawing a line in the sand right now for y'all niggas, man. I am sick of what KD is doing. This, this, this is the man in 2010 uh, who says, oh, what's up with all this teaming up? What happened to competition? Mm-mm. But did somebody, re- somebody tweet you yesterday and you want to come out, oh, I can't do nothing in this world alone by myself. Mm-mm. Bro, this is the basketball court. You consider yourself to be the best player in the world, better than LeBron James. LeBron James has almost won a championship by himself. Mm-hmm. LeBron has put himself and his team in position to win a championship by himself. Well, not by himself, but be the leader in, in the force to lead his team to a championship. Like DJ said, LeBron ain't never got all-star buyout players. So all of a sudden, you want to call the the four horsemen. <laughs> yes, sir. D, I'm just I'm just really pissed at what the Nets doing. Like, bro, I I just don't see these I just don't see these clowns no more, bro. Like it is what it is, bro. Take care of y'all business. We gonna take care of ours, bro. I ain't saying I ain't. And you know what? No disrespect to none of the other teams because no. I know this I know this race is gonna be hard this year. Absolutely. Because teams got better. They did, especially in the West. And there's still some things that I'm concerned about with my team. Absolutely. Health wise. Absolutely. But take care of y'all business, bro. Let's draw these lines. And I promise you this. Mm-hmm. I promise you this. You may think you may think you got the, the better end of the stick. Oh, Kevin Durant. Oh, he's oh man, he's just this awesome offensive player, James Hunt. But you know one thing they don't got? They don't have the basketball IQ like LeBron James has. Absolutely. LeBron James know how to get the guys around him ready to rock and roll. Time and time again. Mozgov, Della Vadova. And you know what we're going to see? <clears throat> you know that you know what we're going to see from this nice guy that we required today? Mm. We're going to see the best Andre Drummond we're we going to ever see in our ever life playing seen. Ever seen. Ever. Seen a cool stat today. Here we go. Andre Drummond playing on the shitty Detroit line, Detroit Pistons. And the shitty Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. No disrespect. LeBron James. That's LeBron LeBron James' home team. (laughs) Do you know what Andre Drummond Drummond has done since he's been in the league? Talk about it. He has 45-20-20 games. You know the closest player to him, D? What they have? 17. So you're telling me you're bringing that to the king? Yes. So anytime that y'all miss a shot, it's no hope for an offensive rebound for y'all. No, sir. So you better you better make best on your, your, your first shot. You better. 
<laughs> you and you know what else Andre Drummond can do? Talk about he it. can get you 20 easily. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you're giving that to the king. To the king. <laughs> you know what, D? Last night I was out riding. I went out riding to get me a bike to eat. Oh. And I called you. I said, D, man, I just don't. Will he be enough? Uh huh. And you said, Black. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Andre Drummond is going to show up. Yes, sir. Because you, this one thing you just said, this one thing you told me, because when LeBron James get there, his guy's going to be ready to go, like I just said. Talk he about gonna it. He's going to be ready to go. Shump dirt, Mozgov. LeBron seen this happen today? Or I hope LeBron was on the phone call, Drummond, let's go, man. I got you. You already know. LeBron licking his chops, bro. He probably already got a master game plan in his head. What he gonna do? Come on, man. It's the king. What he gonna do? It's the king. So you know what, bro? Just bring that shit, man. Bring it. My God, Jesus. All you LeBron haters on Twitter, all you ones that want to see LeBron fall, you should be sick of yourselves. Why? Why can't this man be great? Y'all allow Michael Jordan to be great. Oh, yeah. They don't want to talk like that. They don't want to have that conversation. Y'all allow him to be great. Why LeBron can't be great? Why LeBron and the LA Lakers can't go back to back? What's so wrong with that? They they don't want to have that talk. What's so wrong with that? They don't want to have that talk. But y'all want to see a juiced up Nets team beat LeBron James. And they love And y'all going to get satisfaction out of that? Yeah, that's what they said. That's what they said. They said they hope the Nets win it all. So you telling me Kyrie Irving... And Kevin Durant can't get the job done by themselves. What they cast, what they, what they, what the, nope. what the cast that they had. Nope. They can't get the job done. LeBron and AD did last year. LeBron and AD did last year. The lines are drawn here today on the sports. The days. war, the war, war zone, The man. lines are drawn today on the, the sports. War zone, man. If you're riding with the Lakers or you ain't, I don't care, bro. You better make your decision now, cause I ain't here to hear it, bro. Yeah. If you ain't rolling with the Lakers, I don't like you. <laughs> if you ain't rolling with the Lakers, we ain't got nothing to talk about. So don't tweet me. Don't do none of that. Ooh. Yes, sir. Listen. A- listen, man. We had to get this off, man, because we sick of it. We, I've been chilling all year. I've been chilling, bro. I ain't really had nothing to say. But we finna get into these rosters, man. But, but, but wait, wait, before we do that, we, we acquired and we brought in Andre Drummond in to the Los Angeles Lakers today. He has signed a deal to remain with the Lakers for the rest of the season. The Brooklyn Nets have a lot of talent over there. But we're going to go, we're going to go matchup for matchup. And, and, and I want to know what y'all think. Am I tripping when I put this out? Because this is what I told Black yesterday. Let's start down low, man. You got Andre Drummond and you got DeAndre Jordan. In my opinion... Drummond's going to be the more productive player. Neither one of them have playoff experience that deep in the playoffs like that. Neither one of them are championship winners. But the difference between them, Drummond will be with LeBron James, the man who has one of the highest IQs in basketball history. DeAndre Jordan will be on a heavily isoled offense from Durant to Irvin to Harden. Not saying these guys don't have uh, uh, IQ, but I got to think Drummond, Drummond's going to benefit more. Let's go to LaMarcus Archer versus Anthony Davis. Please! 
Don't get me wrong. LaMarcus Aldridge has been very, very good in his career. Very skilled player. But he has never been the player of Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. I like Anthony Davis to wash out LaMarcus Aldridge. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, you want to call it a wash? Fine. But pivotal plays, I believe LeBron will make more. Pivotal passes, pivotal defensive stops, pivotal communication. I'm going with LeBron Raymond James, no question. Will I be surprised if Kevin Durant has a better series than LeBron? Scoring-wise, no, because that's what he does. But you got to impact the game in other ways. And I believe uh, LeBron James checks that box. Let's go to the guards. Your point guard is James Harden. Exceptional scorer. Best scorer I ever seen. At all three levels, the best I ever seen. But the one thing that the Los Angeles Lakers do not get credit for is our guard play and how we defend on the perimeter. Schroeder, Caruso, KCP, Wes Matthews. If we can sign Avery Bradley to come along as well. These are five different bodies to throw at Harden and to throw at Kyrie. But I want Dennis Schroeder on Kyrie Irving from the beginning of the game till the end. That's the only person that I want to see on Kyrie Irving is Dennis Schroeder. Why? Because he's ruthless. He is not afraid. Will not be moved. Will not be bothered. Will Kyrie Irving still score and do crazy things? Of course. He's immensely talented. But we need stops. And I believe Dennis Schroeder can help us get stops. James Harden, baby, you're going to see four or five different bodies. Four or five different bodies to go at you and get you out your way. But all that being said, Lakers in seven and a half. <laughs> Lakers in seven and a half if everything is healthy. One injury to the Lakers. One significant injury to the Lakers in the playoffs. Forget this conversation never happened. I will be the first to say that we are going to need a valiant effort from the Los Angeles Lakers but if my guys are locked in I'm telling y'all what we see on the basketball court I'm not being a fan here I'm telling you what I see if Marshawn and Raymond are locked in I just don't see us losing I don't see it who is the biggest mismatch on the floor Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. can DeAndre Jordan guard Anthony Davis no he cannot Blake Griffin versus Montrez Harrell where you going can somebody tell me where you're going? You're going, Trez. <laughs> so with all that being said, we got to start having this conversation about these rosters, man. We really got to look at these rosters. The Lakers, they picked up what they needed. And the Nets doing all this to win a ring. They doing all this to knock off the 36-year-old LeBron James. Let's call it what it is. Kyrie Irving want that get back. He want to knock off Bron so bad in the finals. Kevin Durant want that status. So they're going to do what they got. And James Hart, I, I believe James Hart really don't care. I think James Hart say, bro, I just got to get me a chip, bro. I don't, I don't care who it is. I, James Hart can beat the, 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 the Sixers in the uh, finals. He wouldn't care. Because that's how he carried himself. I don't, I don't really see. And I like James. But I'm really agitated with Durant. Hmm. I'm really agitated. Black, what you think about the rosters with the Nets and Lakers? Presumably, these teams get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and uh, uh, and these rosters, they match up very, they they match up well. Mm-hmm. But like you say, uh, D, when it comes to Anthony Davis, Montrez, um, uh, Drummond, the Lakers have the better players. They have the better players. 
You're going to get more production out of those guys. And and I know LeBron got to be licking his chops with Andre Drummond. Mm. This man lives by the rim, and LeBron likes to get the ball inside. Mm-hmm. I'm, Andre Drummond is going to have is going to have the opportunity to dominate some of these games in the playoffs, even in the finals. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe I don't believe DeAndre Jordan is going to be able to hold up. He won't be able to hold up. Mm-hmm. And then who is your next big man coming off the bench? I couldn't tell you his name. Hmm. Hmm. I like what the I love what the Lakers did today getting Andre Drummond. This even the playing fields. Mm-hmm. But if I and, and and the Lakers being the more aggressive, the more the more we have the more talent. We have the more talent and the most driven players to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get the job done. We may not have the most talent. That's given to sure. the Brooklyn Nets. Sure. But LeBron, we have LeBron James. Mm-hmm. We have Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And I believe when Anthony Davis come back, he has to be pissed because he has missed so much time. He has to be. And this man won a championship last week. And like we've been saying it all year, when you win championship, it changed something about you. Mm-hmm. It makes you want more. Sure. It makes you want more. Sure. And you don't believe Anthony Davis want more? You think he's going to let LaMarcus Aldridge stop him from winning another championship? Mm-hmm. You think he's going to allow Kevin Durant to stop him from winning another championship? We're going to see. Gonna that see. will not happen, sir. We're going to see. We're going to see. So I'm excited about the matchups and how the roster's going, man. Um, But uh, I like Hello. what the Lakers doing. Freddie Briggs. Yo. Freddie. What's good? Fred, <laughs> you are live on a reduced lunch action. Sports news. There's Freddie, please. We know... Who you are and do not say anything incriminating <laughs> or that could get the sports desk permanently removed from all DSPs. Fred, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, who all of this is you and Black today? Yeah, it's just me and Black today, man. But me and Black, we talking some business, man. And we need you, bro. We need to hear your insight. Okay. You okay. know what we talking about. We talking mm-hmm. about the godforsaken Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the acquisition. Now, last time we talked to you, they had mm-hmm. just acquired James Harden. That's the last time we talked to you. Mm-hmm. And you gave us a beautiful soliloquy on what you thought mm-hmm. was going to happen. But since mm-hmm. we've talked to you, Fred, they have acquired Blake Griffin <laughs> and LaMarcus Anthony Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Fred, I got to know what you're thinking, man. With the Lakers bringing in uh, uh, Andre Drummond, Fred, mm-hmm. what we looking at? What we looking at, Fred, with the Lakers and the Nets? Well, first we, I mean, I'm going to tell you the reason it's not going to work in Brooklyn. Mm. And I'll tell you the reason why I will always work with a LeBron James-led team. Okay. Um, because he's, LeBron James is um, going, he's, the older he's getting, the more he's turning into a point guard. You know what I'm saying? He's always been a point guard, but like, so he will never really get like, oh, he's always going to affect the game in some way. So no matter who you put on that team, Andre Drummond, whatever, bring anybody, he's going to be able to like assist and bring the best out of everybody. Uh, the sure. thing with Brooklyn is, I mean, I just think they, I don't know if they'll get to the finals one because it's only mm-hmm. one basketball and 
I don't really like that lineup on the floor. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, who has no defense. I mean, uh, what's the other guy? Blake Griffin. Um, Blake Griffin, who, I mean, is just washed all the way around. <laughs> I mean, he's, I, honestly, I would take Trez Harrell over Blake Griffin. Sure. But, I mean, I, I guess if you want the name Blake Griffin, that's cool. Sure. And I just don't think it's enough space on the floor. You know what I'm saying? These are offensive players who are past their prime, especially the Marcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. And um, now, of course, you have the uh, Nets moving well right now because they have a lot of space and you just have James Harden on the floor. Correct. We're doing the same thing with the Rockets. But when you put those other personalities on the floor, we see this with every super team. Unless it's the, the Warriors who are already had a system down. It's only one ball. It's not enough spacing on the floor. Mm. So when these guys get in these seven-game series, in my opinion – I don't think they're going – I mean, it's cool, man. People can, you know, saliva can come out of their mouth and they just, you know, Google Gaga over this team. But, mm-hmm. you know, this – I mean, first, we ain't seen Kevin Durant all year. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And Kyrie Irving has been fully healthy the whole year because he missed 26 games. Correct. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't had an injury this year. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But somehow he's missed 26 games and he's not – he's missing right now birthday was last weekend. Sure. So it's just hard for me to believe that this team is just going to come together once the playoffs start and start knocking teams out of here mm-hmm. because they're great at basketball because that's just not how it works going to seven, in my opinion. Now, they, I mean, it's a lot of talent on that team, so if they just somehow run through this, run through it, I'll, I'll be wrong on that, but I, I mean, I'm just not impressed. I'm not impressed with LaMarcus Aldridge or the other dude, I think it really slows them down. I think when they got rid of those players, they got rid of who's on the team before Harden came in that trade. That's who I was scared of because them guys were young, fast, and they knew their position. Mm-hmm. You bring it up. We ain't heard from Lamarcus Aldridge since 2001. <laughs> and we had, and um, Blake Griffin, he just dumped the ball for the first time in the last two years. So, I mean, <laughs> you surround this around Achilles, Kevin Durant, who ain't, we don't know what's going on with this man, Achilles. And then you got Kyrie Irving, where it's Kyrie Irving. The only time, only thing he's led a team to is the number one overall pick. Mm. And then you got James Harden, who's doing the same shit he did as Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not impressive to me. Okay, so the Lakers with the Lakers adding Andre Drummond today. When you do the lineups, you do the matchups. Perceivably, if the Lakers and the Nets get to the NBA Finals, Fred, what are you thinking? What are you thinking if we get a Nets and Lakers NBA Finals? Well, I think for one, uh, the Lakers need to be just like fully healthy. So I'm, I'm all for AD and Braun. And we can make it to the playoffs. I'll take the eight seed. I, I'm yeah. not scared of nobody in the West. Like, if I would just rest them boys all the way up to the last week of the season, you know, and push another um, thing, try to push for another uh, championship. But I don't know. I think if everybody's healthy, I think the Lakers are fair well. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to stop that uh, inside? Um, these Brooklyn Nets are not the Warriors as much as we really want them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Warriors team had the best three shooters of all time Correct. in a role in that team. Correct. Uh, we seen Harden in the playoffs. Let's, let's not act like we haven't seen James Harden in the playoffs. Yeah. That's one thing I want people to stop doing. He came out the other day on the MVP. Let's stop. Let's let's everybody pause and let's stop. Okay. Nothing new is happening. This is nothing new under the sun. Kyrie is still that same player that if you put him in the head of some shit, they're going to have the first overall pick. James Harden is that same player who's going to go 40, 40, and 40 all through the regular season. But when they up 10 with five minutes to go, he's going to blow the game in the game six that he could have got rid of the, uh, Kevin Durant mm. and this Warriors here. Mm. You understand? I'm talking about what we're doing under pressure. Mm. This regular season shit is cute. This is the way they do. Oh, they're so cute. They're so fast. I'm talking about pressure. Mm. 
Game one. What, what you going to do when you go down game one? Mm. Pressure. We know what James Harden going to do. Mm. We don't know what Kyrie Irving going to do because he's never been to the playoffs without a Hall of Fame on the other side. Mm. So we don't know what Kyrie does in the playoffs. Mm. So let's stop that right there. Mm. Um, Kevin Durant, we don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it would be a miracle if the Brooklyn Nets sported it all together and won a championship. Mm. But they're playing cute basketball, and I think the Lakers are they'll farewell if they healthy, if they're healthy. Correct. Okay. Okay. Well, Fred, we you know that's why we call you dog, because you just kind of yeah, you kind of reel us in, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, come in. So y'all y'all got the one in the championship? No, 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 no. We don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Now, yes, yet, now, yesterday, I ain't going to lie, and I said at the beginning of the show, I told Black to call the coach and tell him to pack it in <laughs> when LaMarcus Aldridge went to the Nets. But I, that only lasted for like 15 minutes. 15 yeah. minutes. And then we got you Andre Drummond, so yeah. I feel good. You got to remember who these guys are. How old is Andre Drummond? How old is Andre Drummond? Yeah. Uh, about 26, 20, 20, he about 28. Yeah, exactly. about 28. Yeah, that's my point. Andre Drummond, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he like twenty five. market, so yeah, so we we look at twelve and see that we know what Andre Drummond can do. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Now LeBron James is his point guard. Yeah. So that's my whole thing. We know LeMarcus, like I said, we have LeMarcus Aldridge has played a, a significant minute ever since he went to San Antonio. <laughs> Period. We haven't seen one significant minute since he's been in San Antonio. Wow. If we have, name it. I can't. That, that, that's all I'm saying. They only so went to the playoffs one time. That, if y'all think that they're going to get on the team with, if you think Kyrie could galvanize these troops, no. I'll be proved wrong. No. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. All right, Fred. Well, it's been a while since we talked to you, man. So, is there anything yeah. in the sports world while we uh, have you that you might just want to get off real quick? Anything that you might have seen that, hey, man, I got to get this off on the sports disc? Ooh, okay, okay. Well, uh, Trevor's coming. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? I'm just waiting in basketball. I think that, I think LeBron James is still going to get to six. Okay. Yep, I think he's still going to get to six. I think this year is going to be a challenge due to injuries. Sure. But this is the Lakers, man. We already know what's going to happen in the offseason. I mean, we don't know who's going to happen, but we know this is the offseason to where, like, okay, Bradley Bill, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, who's the, whoever that other superstar is that they're going to bring into L.A. and going to go on this two to three peak for the next couple of years after this, I think that is going to really happen uh, in L.A. Tenfold. Um Yeah, man. But I, I ain't got no other hot takes right now. I ain't got no hot takes. Okay. No, well, no Fred, hot takes right now. Okay, great. Well, Fred, it'll be it, – it, we look forward to having you uh, back in studio when we get ready for the Jaguars draft picks. The draft yeah. coming up in April. We <laughs> look wait. forward to have yeah. you in, in studio because we know you particular have been been waiting on this for over a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely. we I, we look forward to having you in studio upcoming leading up to the draft, draft night, as the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. go into their new era drafting Sunshine, the blue-eyed angel, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. I'm ready for it. All right. I will be ready. All right, Fred, man. Well, you take it easy, man, and it's glad to talk to you, man. All right, man. I appreciate the boys calling in, man. Yes, All right, Fred. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Yo. So that was great, man, to call in the great 
Freddie Bricks, man. He, he really always, calm today. Huh? Really calm. He was chill today. He was chill. He was chill. I kind of missed the opportunity to ask him about the LeBron James, Kevin Durant narrative. I know that would have got him going, <laughs> but I kind of chilled today. All right, man. So we we did all. We we, we kind of got it off our chest, man. Mm-hmm. But like, how you feel since you got it off your chest? I'm cool, man. I'm cool, I'm cool. too. Like you I'm said, cool. bro, we... The battle lines are drawn to here yes, today. So they are. It is what it is now. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Black. Let's talk about a couple more trades that took place, man. Let's go to the Denver Nuggets. They acquired Aaron Gordon, and they uh, acquired JaVale McGee, giving them some much-needed help down low on the post. Um, how do you – to go with what they already got down there with Joker um, and, of course, Jamal Murray and, and the key pieces that they have out there – What's your thoughts about the Denver Nuggets, man, with what they've added? Um, they taking the page out the Lakers book from last year, man, with this one. They got big and they got Joker some help on the inside. You know, not only do you have to worry about the Joker, you got to worry about uh JaVel McGee. You know, JaVel McGee, he's a he's a solid, he's a solid role player. You know, he does his job, he's a champion, he knows what winning looks like. And then you add uh Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon. Yeah. you know, and I was just speaking on Aaron Gordon, Gordon on one of the last episodes saying I didn't know how much he, he had left. And then he came back and gave Kyrie in the Nets a 40, 45 yeah. piece. Yeah. So um, it's, 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 it's crazy, man, that they got much better. But <clears throat> they at this at, at, at getting better, you gave up a key piece. You know, I really I really believe them losing Gary Harris Jr. was a was a big hit, especially him being the backup point guard to Jamal Murray. You know, so mm-hmm. who do you have that's going to spell Jamal Murray that you believe in that can take some of the help and take some of that pressure off Jamal uh, Jamal Murray? Okay. That's how I look at that. But they did get better, D. You know, they lost a significant piece, but they got better in the spots they need to get to help Joker out. Mm-hmm. Your superstar player, you helped them out. You helped them out, and that's what they did getting bigger uh, down bottom. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I feel what you're saying, giving up the backup point guard, nice player, but... I think they just needed help rotating down in the paint because Joker is not a rim player. Of course, we know he's great, spaced out, can shoot from the elbow to three pointer. Like he, I mean, he's just great. And him going down low off the dribble is a great tool that he has. But when you have another body down at with Javale McGee, the Denver Nuggets are different than the Lakers. The Lakers want to get out and run. The Nuggets don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They want to get you in half court, and Javale McGee fits. What they're doing. So with McGee and Joker on the floor, that's a nice, that's a nice uh duo going into the playoffs. I'm not talking about long-term longevity of the Nuggets. I'm talking about going into the playoffs because we all know if you watch basketball faithfully, when you get to the playoffs, it's a half-court game. All that running gun, that's out of here. Like you get some fast breaks here and there, but yeah, but most teams set up their offense at half court. And that's what we're going to see. So I think the Nuggets got better. But this is all going to go on Jamal Murray and the Joker, mm-hmm. the two best players. When it gets thick, if they end up facing the Lakers, can Jamal Murray and the Joker knock off Anthony Davis and LeBron James? And the answer is no. <laughs> they cannot do that. Now that we got Andre Drummond, I like Andre Drummond against whatever JaVale McGee got going on down there. Mm-hmm. I like Andre Drummond to help with a body in the post on Joker. And to keep it real with you, the real reason I believe the Lakers went and got Marcus All is to put on the Joker. Just to put a big body on him. Because mm-hmm. the Joker ain't fast. He got good footwork, but he ain't going nowhere in a split second. And I really believe that if you look at Marcus All's body type, 
even though he plays horrible defense, he is a big bite that the Lakers can spare against the Joker to get them out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just believe. But overall, Nuggets got better. Will they be a threat? Absolutely. All right, Black. The team downstairs, the Los Angeles Clippers, they made a really significant move. They got Rondo, playoff Rondo, who was with the Lakers last year to help us win a championship. A key, pivotal piece to the Lakers winning the title. Clippers getting rid of Lou Will, sending him down to Atlanta. Tough one to swallow Lou Will. But they do get Rajon Rondo. I didn't see this one coming, but when it happened, I looked down at my phone. I was like, oh, boy. That's going to be something to be reckoned with. What do you think about Rondo being a Clipper? Um, big move for the Clippers. They got their point guard. And, yeah. um, I know Ty Lue really wanted, uh, really wanted Rondo, especially from their days, days in Boston together. So they got their point guard. This gets the ball out of PG's hands. Thank God. Almighty. Almighty. Now you, you setting it up where Rondo is going to be your starting point guard here. He's going to be your starting point guard, and he's going to set everything up for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really Lou, getting rid of Lou Will. I I know that have to be tough because you're taking away some of your scoring, but that yeah. that means already that Kawhi and PG's out scoring output is going to have to be pushed up some, especially being the type of defenders they are. They're going to have to worry about on the defensive side and scoring more. Now, because you don't have uh, Lou Williams, and then you let uh, the young kid go who went to the Brooklyn Nets, who come off the bench, who was a scorer. I can't think of his name right now. Shamit? Shamit. You let Shamit go in free agency. So what else scoring-wise? You we, we really believe in Nicholas Batum? No, I mean, not like that. I mean, you know, not like that. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's a solid player. He but ain't giving you Lou Will I, I, volume. He's not giving you Lou Will vo- yeah, volume. Yeah. Um. You go. You you only going to get so much from um from uh. Oh, I forget his name. Oh man, you only going to get so much from um. Who is he? Who came from Toronto? Who they signed? Oh, Ibaka. You only going to get so much out of Ibaka. So my thing with them, you're going to have Rondo, who's who has a very Nice IQ, very, very smart, good. very smart very basketball good. player. Next to him and LeBron James, you can put right there. Yeah. IQ wise, when it comes to playing basketball, I really feel like Rondo could be a problem for us. He knows the Lakers, so he's he, he won a championship with them last year. But all in all, I think that I think that they they got their point guard they needed, but will it be enough? I don't think so. I, I, do I think people are sleeping on the Nets? Because there's not much being said about the Nets. Brooklyn doing so much, people really not talking about uh, the Clippers. So it's kind of quiet with the Clippers right now. But once stuff get rolled, and I think that's going to be the team that you know the Lakers probably get into it with this year because it's, it's not a lot being said about those guys. And the pressure is on Kawhi and PG this year. They have to do something. They can't, they can't lose in the semis again this year. They can't lose in the semis. Uh, like you said with the Brooklyn Nets, that might get blowed up if they lose in the semis again. For sure. But all in all, they got their point guard that they needed. So let's see what this take them take them at. Would, would, would they beat the Lakers? No, they will not. I don't I don't I don't see that happening. Would it would it would it be a task? Could it potentially go seven games? Yes, I believe that. Because you still have Rondo, Kawhi, and PG, two of the best wing defenders in the league. And then uh hopefully, you know. We'll see what happens with them, but they actually got better. They point guard play got better. Yeah, I think Rondo's acquis- Clippers acquisition of Rondo is it's significant. It's significant. I just think his IQ, 
And they got a real point guard now. Patrick Beverly ain't a point guard. <laughs> he not. He's an undersized two guard who just knows how to defend. He's a net. That's all he is. He's undersized at that position. Uh, Paul George can't break the ball up. And I know what they were trying to do with Paul George. They were trying to turn him into a point forward. And that's not who he is. This is a blessing for Kawhi Leonard to get a true point guard with IQ. And what did Kawhi Leonard say last year after the Clippers got bounced in the second round to the Nuggets? He said, we got to get players in here with better IQ. And they have somebody with probably the highest IQ in basketball next to LeBron James and Ray John Rondos. You can go look at his stats. You can go look at what he did for the Lakers last year. You can even go back to when Boston was in the finals. Go see what he did to get him as a young player. He understands the game. And I think this is going to be significant before Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to have this guy run the show, especially late in games. Does it worry me? It does. If the Clippers are healthy, if they're healthy, they're going to give the Lakers everything they got. Kawhi Leonard could be unleashed, and this could probably be the year that we see Paul George really be what Paul George, who, the, basically what his contract says he is. Mm-hmm. This is the year we might get to see that because Rondo was a leader. And he's going to have expectations for everybody out on that, out there on that floor. And most importantly, that locker room respect him. He's coming into the locker room, and he has respect. He don't got to earn nothing. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're going to roll with whatever Ray John Rondo wants to do on the floor. Great pickup by the Clippers. Great pickup. All right, man, we get ready to wrap up basketball. But we want to stop by, man, one last thing just to see if, uh, you know, what y'all think about it. So I'm... I'm scrolling through Twitter throughout the week, and I I see the great Draymond Green pop up on my screen, and Draymond Green screaming to the top of his lungs that he is the best defensive player ever in basketball. Ever in basketball. You had guys like Tony Allen come out and talk that trash to him, and Tony Allen was a ferocious hmm. defender. He got the compliment of a lifetime when the late Kobe Bean Bryant was asked, who was the toughest guy that gave you hell on defensive end? And he said, Tony Allen. By far, Tony Allen was the toughest defender that he played against. High praise Mm -hmm. for Tony Allen. But, Black, I want to know what you think. When you think about the best defenders that you've seen in your lifetime in basketball, one is Draymond Green in that conversation for you? And two, how if he's not the best, how far is he down that list? Uh, I wouldn't say that he's the best, but he's definitely in the conversation. For me, watching basketball and uh, watching defensive players, it's a number of guys that I feel like uh, you could put in that conversation. One being Tony Allen, he was one of my favorites. But my favorite, I would have to say, was Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman from being a young rookie in Detroit and bringing it over to the Bulls, he was one of the best defenders I've seen. He can he could he could guard all three all positions, and you know, and 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 winning Defensive Player of the Year. I don't think he won enough Defensive Players of the Years, but um, I really would put uh, Draymond in that conversation. He <laughs> he's a he's a great defender, and we talked about this earlier. Like he can guard every position. He can guard every position, so I don't I don't think there's no gripe about him saying he's the best. 
every person that's a great defender might would think they're the best at what they do. So I can't knock him from for that. But he's definitely in the conversation. But for me, I would definitely have to put Dennis Dennis Rodman Dennis Rodman above. You know, a lot of the guys who see themselves as you know top notch defenders. Dennis Rodman, Tony Allen, those guys. You know that that I see right now is being like the top elite defensive defensive players. Yeah, Draymond Green is a very good defensive player. He's elite defensively. Um, and why do I say that? Because he can guard all five positions, and I've seen him do it. From the point guard all the way down to the center on the floor. I've seen him do it. But is he the best all-time to me? No, he is not. Is he on a short list? Yes, he is. I grew up, my 36 years of living, been watching a lot of basketball. When I think about perimeter defenders, is he better than Bruce Bowen? Is he better than Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen? Is he better than Kobe Bryant on the perimeter in their prize defensively? And I'm going to have to say no. When I say that, I look up the steals. Perimeter defenders who are very great, LeBron James, like these guys are very handy with snatching the ball and getting it to go the other way. But I admire Draymond Green getting out there on the perimeter guarding LeBron James. Like if you look at Draymond, he's an undersized big. He's just right at that height where he could just do everything from one to five. Look at Bruce Bowen. You look at Tony Allen. These guys are relentless. When you even go down to the low post and you guys back in their heyday, Dikembe Mutombo and people like that, does Dr- is Draymond better than any of those guys in those positions? I don't believe he is better than those guys, but he's a Swiss Army knife, and that's more valuable than being a great defender in the post and nowhere else mm-hmm. or a great defender on the perimeter and nowhere else. Draymond is very good, and he's been that way for a long time. When he, when you got the best players coming, Draymond Green is asked to guard him. He's asked to guard him and be disruptive. His energy, his the way he his footwork, how shifty he is with his hands, he creates a lot of problems and brings a lot of hell to some very, very good offenses. But I thought it was a great conversation just to, just to really see where Draymond is. And I'm going to really do some more homework on it because somebody put out there, if you look at the stats and you look at the quality of players that Draymond Green went against and the quality of players that Scottie Pippen went against, some people are giving Draymond Green the nod over Scottie Pippen. I'm not doing that. Mm. I got to go back and look and see what Scottie dealt with on a night in the night, night in and night out basis because the only memory that I have that trumps anything Draymond did, even though I think LeBron is better than Magic Johnson, when Magic Johnson was giving Michael Jordan hell in the hmm. NBA Finals and they lost game one, midway through the second quarter, they called a timeout where the Lakers were down, where the Bulls were down 10. And Phil Jackson said, Scotty, you got Magic the rest of the way, and Magic was shut down. Mm-hmm. Showtime was shut down because of Scotty Pippen length and footwork and, and hands and speed on Magic Johnson. I can't say that Draymond Green took LeBron James out of NBA Finals. Mm-mm. I can't say that. I can't say Draymond Green took Kawhi Leonard out of NBA Finals when he played him. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. So, is he on the short list? Yes. Are there other players better? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. All right, man, we're going to transition, transition out of the National Football League. Excuse me. Out of the National Basketball Association. It's going to be more to come. Kept a real light today in what we're talking about with the next man, because we're going to get into that Kevin Durant, LeBron James narrative with, y'all, with all y'all out there saying, oh, man, KD, uh, LeBron, do this. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Let's get into the National Football League.
let's get into the National Football League. And we're going to get our NFL correspondent, Rashad Robinson, on the line. Rashad hit me up, uh, I think it was Friday night. He sent me this text and he was like, hey, bruh, I, I got something to say, man. It's something out there about Lamar Jackson. Ain't nobody saying, but I'm going to say it. So I was like, oh, Lord, where is this coming from? I ain't heard Lamar mm. name since the playoff game in Buffalo. So I said, you know what, bro? Of course, man, we're going to call you and we're going to allow you to get off whatever it may be that you are feeling about Lamar Jackson, uh, former MVP. But before we get to Rashad, we got to get with, we got to talk about uh, the big news, man, that happened um, this past week uh, concerning the NFL draft. And boy, Black, who do the San Francisco 49ers want? <laughs> man, <laughs> who do the San Francisco I, 49ers want? D, I think it's out of two people, man. Man, I think it's out of two people, and and, and yes, they are quarterbacks for sure. They and before we, before you get to your thoughts, I just want to say what they gave up. Um, the 49ers got the three pick from the Miami Dolphins for the Niners' twelfth pick, a twenty twenty one third round pick. And a first round, first round picks for 2022 and 2023. Boy, did the Dolphins just hit the jackpot. Yes, they did. But before we get to the Dolphins, let's get to the San Francisco 49ers, who had an injury-riddled year last year. They're bringing back a whole lot of talent. One year removed from a Super Bowl appearance. Black, what is going on with the three-pick in this year's NFL draft? Man, ugh. When I when I seen it happen, I I just seen I just automatically went to two guys, and those two guys are uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Like these guys could be game changers for San Francisco under uh, under Schottenheimer and that offense. The way they move the ball, they need an athletic. They need a af- no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh huh. No disrespect. No disrespect to Matt Ryan. Mm hmm. But uh. Schottenheimer wants a guy who's able to move mm-hmm. and create and use his arm. Mm-hmm. So you have to think that Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields is, is going to be potentially your number three pick in the draft. If it was me and I'm, uh, and, and I'm a GM, I'm picking Justin Fields. reason why I'm picking Justin Fields is we haven't seen a quarterback with this guts in the heart that this kid has, in which we have. We've seen that last year. We this kid has heart. He has the arm. He has the talent, and this kid just posted him running a a four a four four in the forty a four four in the forty like for a quarterback. That is amazing. And he said he's going to try to run a four three at his pro day. But I know we've seen a lot of four threes and a yeah. lot of four twos thrown around because we don't got no combine. But yeah. that's still amazing for a quarterback. Sure, it's still amazing. So if I'm the San Francisco 49ers and I'm moving up to number three. It's if I'm the GM, I have to say that uh, Justin Fields is my guy. Uh, don't know a lot about Trey Lance. We just know he he's he's a big body. He's talented uh, out out of South Dakota, uh, out of North Dakota. I'm sorry, and um, he gives you the impression of of Cam Newton. You know, he looks like he he plays like Cam. He throws the ball like Cam. Like I was able to see his pro day. He's nice. He's strong. He's big. He and he has a very nice arm. So I don't know. It could be him. A lot of people leaning towards him over Justin, but I don't I don't know why. Because we've been able to see Justin on the big stage. I think that matters. I think that matters. You're seeing this seeing guys on the big stage. 
So uh, we've been able to see him play against Trevor Lawrence. We've been able to see him play against good quarterbacks. So um, for me, it's, I, I think if you're moving up, you're taking a guy like Justin Fields at number three overall. Yeah, I mean, we knew the 49ers were in discussion to get another quarterback no matter what they say. Mm-hmm. They say they're happy with Jimmy G. Jimmy G ain't going nowhere. For this year. For this year. But <laughs> we heard the Deshaun Watson uh, conversation with the San Francisco 49ers when he was throwing out he didn't want to no longer be a Houston Texan. So we know that the 49ers are in business for a quarterback. But I agree with you. I really feel like it's got to be Justin Fields. It's got to be Trey Lance. But I don't want to shortchange Trey Lance because we haven't seen him enough. Look at what he did at North Dakota. Look at what he did there. He purely dominated there you look at his stature you look at his physique you look like you look at what he could do physically you have to take this kid i know justin fields has heart has guts came back to beat clemson and he did that in devastating fashion he did what nobody thought the buckeyes were going to do deliver the l to trevor lawrence on his last collegiate game but i do have questions on justin fields is Justin Fields the type of guy who can who can translate what he did at Ohio State to the NFL? Mm. And here's what I mean. We all know when you're in college, take away the Clemson win. When you're in college, I watch sometimes, and we've seen the Buckeyes this year struggle against Purdue. We did. Northwestern. We've seen Justin Fields have bad days against Indiana. They come out smoking hot, and then it's like he got three interceptions. But when you look at his stats, he got six touchdowns, three interceptions, but he got 500 yards passing. That is equivalent to what in the NFL? Five interceptions, maybe a touchdown, <laughs> a bad day, and a blowout loss. Mm. So I'm not saying Justin Fields ain't going to be that dude, but I have been watching some tape on Trey Lance. I have because leading up to this draft, I've just been trying to learn about players that I didn't get a chance to see. And when I look at this kid, he different, bro. Mm-hmm. He different. And we all know if you could play quarterback at a, at a, a smaller school, all like Joe Flacco, Super Bowl winner. Carson Wicks could have been an MVP, had a great year there. Like, who, I mean, it's a lot of guys that come out of these smaller schools that have been playing well. Mm-hmm. And Trey Lance is going to get that opportunity. And I'm going to just keep it real. If it's me and I'm the 49ers and I'm Schottenheimer and I'm looking for a Cam Newton-like figure, I'm taking Trey Lance. Mm. That's just me. Okay. I'm taking Trey Lance, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting, though. I like it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And it's going to be fun to see what happens there. And I just want to say, man, like, I don't think people really, unless you are really a football junkie and you you love football and you look at the details of everything that's just happening, let me tell you something about uh, the Miami Dolphins. Whoever the GM is, he needs to get GM of the year. Oh, God. Now. If. I'm an owner of a team. I'm paying him whatever he wants to come come and be the GM for my team. He has literally, he this man has literally, in the span of two years, turned turned Miami's two number one picks into four. It's crazy. First round picks. From an offensive lineman that they traded to the Houston Texans. Crazy. After one year there. After one year there. They've turned two first round picks. Into four, if you didn't hear me the first round. <laughs> Two into four 
in the next two years. Yeah, man. So you're telling me the Miami Dolphins could go next year and have a wonderful year. Let's just say on this, we know Dolphins may not go and win the Super Bowl. Let's say they make it to the playoffs and make a run and get to a Super Bowl. They 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 lose it. The Miami Dolphins got a, a, a first-round pick, a high first-round pick next year. Because I'm willing to bet you the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to be that good. It don't look like they will be. It's on the fence about San Fran. San Fran could be good. But yeah, who's yeah, to say yeah, with yeah, Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo yeah. as the quarterback? Who's okay. always hurt. Okay, that's fair. But the genius of this organization and this GM to turn two pick, two first round picks into four is awesome to me. Yeah, man. You know, you're setting yourself up. To, you're setting yourself up and your team up to be great and get the pieces that you need and the talent that you need in the first round to make your team better. And that's what Miami, uh, that's what the Miami Dolphins have done. So shout out to them, man, and their GM on doing a wonderful job on uh getting getting picks from San Fran and then giving picks giving picks to Philly to get back up in the top six so they can go get their guy that they want that they didn't want to pick with the third pick. Mm-hmm. So they got back into the top six and they're still able to get their guy after giving up the third pick excellent. to the San Francisco 49ers. It's excellent. just amazing. Yeah, excellent. The Dolphins are in great position. I love their uh, young head coach. I love the young pieces that they have going on. And I'm a fan of Tua. I still don't understand the negative conversation <sighs> on Tua. I just don't understand it. Tua didn't get a fair shake. Don't get me wrong, Face Patrick was wonderful for them last year. But Tua's a rookie coming off an injury, and everybody wants to write him off and say, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm gonna take Zach Wilson, or if I'm the Dolphins, I'm gonna take Trey Lance. Mm-mm. I just didn't, I just don't understand it. Maybe somebody out there can help me and Black understand. But Tua was at Alabama. He played in the toughest conference in the country. Week in and week out, he played for the toughest coach. The expectations were through the roof. He's built for this. And I'm having a hard time understanding. But it seems like the Dolphins have like got came to their senses <laughs> and saying Tua is our guy. And they're going to go after whoever it is they want to go after uh, with and the six I got six a good pick. idea who that is, my boy. Yeah, he probably plays for Florida <laughs> uh, at tight end. Uh, but we'll see. Or it could be one of his old classmates. Yeah, it could be. Could be one of his classmates. <laughs> but they're going to get a very high yes, explosive are. pick with the number six. Because let's face it, you're going to probably get five quarterbacks in the first five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your first, your first four picks may be um, your, your first four picks may be quarterbacks. Maybe. I mean, despite yeah. probably Cincinnati who's going to go after some offensive linemen, I would think to protect Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, correct. And then at six, there's Miami Dolphins with their pick of the litter with all of these skill Everybody position players. Everybody available at six. Everybody is going to be available at six. So, we'll mm. see how that turns out. All right, so me and... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no. You go. Okay, so me and Black, we're going to get our guy here. Rashad Robertson, man. We're going to have us a conversation. Yo. Rashad. What's going on, boss? How you doing, Chief? I'm doing pretty good. Black, what's going on? Rashad, what's up, my man? Rashad, you're a little low, man. See if you can turn your phone up a little bit. You're a little low. Huh? Can can you hear me better now? Yes, sir, I can. Yes, sir, I can. All right, Rashad, I was was prepping our listeners, man, before we called you, man. And um, I was telling them, man, you you hit me up on Friday, man. And and you let me know, man, that you got something to get off your chest. You want to put some things out there. We want to have a conversation. About Lamar Jackson, and I don't know what this conversation is about, so I'm very, very curious 
so our listeners are as well to hear what you have to say and you know what you need to get off your chest about Lamar Jackson, man. All right, so mm. my main question was, what the hell are the Baltimore Ravens doing? Hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what what the strategy was. What what do they see in Lamar? Um, are they trying to progress the, the the passing game? Are they trying to just become a running team? And for me, it, and, and I'm, I'm gonna throw this out here: uh, it's move them, it's at move them change eighty nine on Twitter. So <laughs> if you got a problem, it's at move them change eighty nine on Twitter. <laughs> when Bill Polian said, when Bill Polian said that Lamar Jackson should move the wide receiver. Uh-huh. Every black person hmm. said to themselves, we feel like this comes from, it had racial undertones to it, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I said, shit, I feel like it was racist, but Bill right. He need to move the receiver. Mm. He do not need to be a quarterback. My goodness. And move them change 89 on Twitter. My Listen, God. I watched Lamar Jackson in college. I've watched them in the pros, and it's still the same thing. And I don't think that it's the fact that Lamar is not smart enough to play quarterback. Let me get that out there. Okay. I think that Lamar does not just does not have the skill set and the patience to be a quarterback in the National Football League. <sighs> Lamar Jackson is a one-read-run quarterback, and you cannot be that way in the NFL. I will bet everything that I have that Lamar Jackson will not win a Super Bowl. He will not go to a Super Bowl. He will not go to an AFC championship game the mm. entire time he is in the National Football League, mm. not playing the way he's playing right now. He will not do it. The, 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 the receivers in free agency, it has been documented. Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster both took less money to go to their respective teams and not go to the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. That's a problem. Mm. That's a problem. Okay. We okay. He 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 won the MVP his second year. Yep. He won the MVP his second year because he was he is one of the most dynamic players in the National Football League. Indeed. He did not win the MVP because he's a good quarterback. That's Oof. not it. I watched Lamar. At his pro day, look terrible. Oh. I watched Lamar at the combine look awful. Oh. I've even watched Lamar Jackson the year that he won the MVP at the Pro Bowl. They were laughing at him in the quarterback drills. Oh. They were literally chuckling because he cannot hit the broad side of a barn. My he can't do God. It. So I'm trying to figure out if one of two things is happening. If the Baltimore Ravens are saying to themselves, we have to get the best, I don't know if you want to call it deep threat, because I feel like that's what Hollywood Brown was. Like when they drafted him, he's not a number one receiver. I I never understood it, but I think what they were saying was, we have a quarterback that can't, that, that, that can't throw intermediate routes mm. 
he's very limited, and we can only do play action, throw the ball as far as we can see it, and just close your eyes and throw the ball far. That's what Hollywood Brown is. Jesus. So I think that's the reason why they why they draft the way they draft, why they why they try and get really good offensive linemen, why they don't have any tight ends, they don't get a man in receivers, and and, and that's my other thing. It's kind of like I want to be fair to Lamar. He doesn't have any receivers. He didn't have any receivers like that in college. He don't have like number one receivers. But I think it's by design because they don't believe the man can throw. That's what he you can. think it is. That's what you think it is. I think that they feel like this man has a special skill set that we have to figure out a way to get the best out of. And getting him number one receivers ain't go. It, 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 it's going to be a waste. Why okay. would Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster take less money to not play with Lamar Jackson? Okay. Well, let, let's have a talk then, Shad, because I hear what okay. you're saying. You make some valid points, but I do think you're being incredibly, incredibly harsh in some of the regards that you stated. The first one was that Lamar Jackson should move to wide receiver. That is insane. <laughs> <laughs> that you think that number two, my second, I'm, I think you made you made ninety percent great points. The number two thing is Lamar Jackson not being being a one read, uh, then run quarterback. Well, the offense is predicated on him doing that. I don't think that's a Lamar thing. I think when you watch Lamar play, and you know they love that drag, fake handoff, and he pulls it out and throws it to the slot wide receiver or the tight end eight yards up. Th- those are play calls. Those, I think those are play calls, and I don't think Lamar has the freedom of the offense like Peyton and Rodgers and all these people who have had. And don't get me wrong, he's nowhere near the throw as these guys. But when you look at this right. Ravens offense, it's a college-based offense. It's a college-based offense. But I believe – that they got to give Lamar Jackson weapons. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay, I hear what you're saying. They took less money to go to other teams, and, and I got you. But I find it hard to believe that there's not some wide receivers in the National Football League or tight end that wouldn't want to come to Baltimore if that offense is revised. Do you agree with that? Well, they just got Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Do you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the uh, – uh... <laughs> That's the, uh, what you call it, killer dude that used to play for the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. He had like 200 yards on him. <laughs> but uh, I, I I really don't agree with that, D. Okay. I, I feel like that, uh, I feel like their offense is ran like that because Lamar is limited. Okay. Okay. They didn't, they didn't run that offense like that when Joe Flacco was there. Right. Joe Flacco has a totally different skill set. Correct. But Lamar can't run that offense like that. He can't. So it's a one read offense because they have a one read quarterback. You have to, and it's smart. It's smart to do that. You should not give him an offense like Tom Brady and diminish his skill set. Everybody, you you should you should always uh, cater your offense to your personnel. Cater right. your defense to your personnel. I don't I don't have a problem right. with that. But what I'm saying is his skill set that he has will not win in the National Football League, not big games. Okay. You're not going to be able to stop Lamar from winning nine games. It's, it's going to be kind of hard just because – and I, I'm going to say this here too now. 
Lamar take a lot of hits. He do. Um, L- Lamar it, it's gonna be very difficult for him, and, and he got about maybe two more years of doing this. And if he doesn't revamp his skills and learn how to stay in the pocket and read defenses mm-hmm. and and deliver the football, I don't. I mean, I, what is he gonna be? Yeah. What what is what is it, what what are we what are we gonna do with this? He's wildly inaccurate. I mean, this dude is super inaccurate. A ball's way up here. Ball's way down there. <laughs> I mean, it's just like. I'm like, when I'm looking at Lamar, I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And Rashad, that Do always. Do you remember? Hold on. Do... Go, go ahead, Black. Yeah, and 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 um, that's always been my knock on on uh Lamar is, bro, like, you got to work on your craft. And and I agree with you. The, the, the way the league is now, you have to get the ball down the field. And we seen we seen that the last two years in the playoffs. He couldn't throw the ball against Tennessee. Tennessee loaded the box, and the Buffalo Bills loaded the box on him, and he could not get the ball downfield. So, what are you doing in the offseason to to for to get better uh, offensively and getting the ball down the field, working at your craft? Because it's the same story every year. Everybody knows, you know, you this dynamic guy. You're going to make plays in the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, that's what matters. And these teams in the playoffs, they they just their defense coordinator say, "Oh yeah, this is easy. We just gonna load the box and leave our and leave and leave our corners uh one on one and leave a safety down there and let Lamar see if Lamar can beat us with his arm." In in the last two times he's had, he hasn't been able to do that. So I agree with you in that degree. I just think Lamar ain't putting the work in like he needs to to be better quarterback and they're getting the ball down the field. I just don't think so. I don't think so that Lamar is not putting in the work. I just I just can't see that. Lamar is a hard worker. It's to me, it's like with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is a gifted thrower of the football with the power that he possesses. But let's keep it real. Look at the offense Cam ran in Carolina. He was super but wait, he was super he was super efficient with that style of offense. Why won't the Ravens take a chance? On that office in Baltimore. But he was able to get the ball downfield, D, and make but accurate he, passes to his tight end, to his receivers. But he de- That's what we're talking about. But he developed that in that offense. He developed no, but he, that. But he had better receivers and better tight ends, everything. And he and he has a better skill. He's a quarterback. I'm just, listen, man. I'm sorry. Lamar's <laughs> not a quarterback, man. He's not a quarterback. I'm All sorry. right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. He's not a quarterback. He never will be a quarterback. What's your Twitter? He works. What's your Twitter okay. again? At Move Them Chains 89. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen to me, man. Okay. I can work right now at 30 years old as hard as I drop my job, everything, to be a rocket science. <laughs> I can't be a rocket science. Okay. A rocket scientist. I cannot do it. Okay. I as I can try as I might. I'm not going to be able to do it. Okay. There's certain things that, that you just cannot do. Okay. The league being set up the way it is makes him to be as moderately successful as he is. And another thing I want y'all to realize mm. is I wasn't able to look up the stat, and I, and I, and I should have. Mm-hmm. Lamar does not play well against good defenses. He doesn't. Lamar stacks up a lot of yards and a lot of stats on sorry teams. <laughs> Look at him. When he when he when he playing big games, when so, he plays in big games, 
Nothing happens. Well, how about how about how about you do this for us, Rashad? How about you get all those stats and you tweet them? And you hash <laughs> and you hashtag the sports desk and hashtags reduce lunch. So we can have this conversation on Twitter. For those people who might not get yeah. a chance to get to this episode, we I just want to see what people gotta say. I think that you are being incredibly, incredibly <laughs> wild right now. Even though you make valiant points and you really hit it on the head with especially what the Baltimore Ravens or doing with Lamar Jackson. That is very, very true. But I just think it's too early on in Lamar's career to see if he will further develop. Go back and look at him from Louisville and look at his last two seasons in Baltimore. I think he is a better passer with just in that time frame. Would you say so? I mean, he's a, he's a better passer um, as moderately as you oh. can be. I mean, mm. I just, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. Oh. It's, 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 okay. when, I, when I watch him, it's, it's a dynamic skill set. You cannot take that away that this man is sure. dying. He is literally one of the most dynamic players to ever play the game. Yeah, facts. But Thanks. when you when you get it when you get him against a top ten defense, that's what I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna look for yeah. top ten defenses, sure. what his stats are. And I can guarantee you they are terrible. Well, let's get those stats. Come, you gotta think about it. This man played this man has played uh all three of his years. I think he played Miami when they were bad. He plays the uh the Bengals twice a year, not a good defense. He plays some teams that don't have good defense. He, and, but, able, and you got to think about this, too. They have a good team. The Ravens are a good team. Uh-huh. So, okay. Okay. I, I just, man, I, 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 don't, I don't see it with him. I'm telling you right now, he will never win a Super Bowl. He will never go to a Super Bowl. He will never. I think this might be his last, unless he plays just like a, a, a really bad team. The Tennessee Titans were a bad defense. The Tennessee uh, Titans this year, their defense was awful. I don't know about they awful, Rashad. Um, go, go look up. They said, no, they, they, okay, I, this, this is the reason why they were awful. It wasn't that they were awful because of the players. A lot of their players got hurt. A lot of them. Okay. Jadavion Clowney got hurt. It was a lot of their players that got hurt. So towards the latter end of the season, their okay. defense was bad. Okay. Okay. Well, please, sir, get all this information. At me in black, hashtag reduce slush, reduce slush sports. And I want to have this conversation because <laughs> I just want to see what other people think. Even though you made a lot of great points, I'm still going to stick with it's very, very, very early on in Lamar's career. He's three years in. The Ravens have won the division titles all three years, all three years that he's been mm-hmm. the Ravens quarterback. He's an MVP, the first, the one of the, I think he's the first unanimous MVP ever in NFL history. Oh, well, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. He deserved that. He so, deserved that. So I'm just saying, like, even. He deserved th- that for that season. He I, was, I feel he you. He was dynamic. Okay. He was dynamic. Okay. Not not because of his throwing ability. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, tell for. Uh, yeah, let's, let, 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 let's take that to Twitter and see, see what we could get from that. Rashad, I want to ask you about okay. somebody else, man. I, hopefully, you're not as harsh on this kid <laughs> as you were yep. Lamar Jackson. So, we know we got the NFL draft coming up, and we've seen what the San Francisco 49ers did um, over the weekend, uh, you know, moving up to the three spot. We know the New York Jets are at the two spot. 
presumably it'll probably be five quarterbacks taken in the first six picks of this draft. But there's one quarterback in particular, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I want to get blacks, and I have my own. But I want to talk about Zach Wilson from BYU. He's getting a lot of hype. BYU had a pretty good season last year, but they did lose to the Chanticleers <laughs> in Coastal Carolina, and he was the quarterback. All right. So I want to know from right. you, are you believing in the hype? What are you seeing, Zach Wilson? And should the Jets take him with the second pick overall? Uh, Well, I don't believe in Sam Darnold, so I mean, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't take him. Um, okay. There's a clear skill set there. There's a clear... Um, you don't have many quarterbacks. This is this is like this is Patrick Mahomes esque, man. The, the the quickness that he gets the ball out, the off platform throws, that last throw that he made on his pro day when he like rolled around and just kind of yeah. flipped it and and threw it like mm-hmm. you don't yeah. have many quarterbacks that can do that kind yeah. of stuff, man. And mm-hmm. and and accurate and 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 can move around. Um, I think all players, regardless of position, um, especially quarterbacks, unless you are super, super special, it all depends on what situation you go into, the team, the quarterback, I mean, the, the coaches, what they put around you. It has a lot to do with that. So a lot of these players, um, you know, you, you, you really can't, can't judge what they're going to be in the league. But as far as his skill set, it's there. It's a skill set that's there. Um, he's just tall enough. I think he's 6'3". Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's just tall enough in the league. Um, he's quick. That arm, man, like that arm, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious to see what he does in the league. Um, do, do you think, do you think he will be successful? Do you think he is? Because I heard you say it's Patrick Mahomes-esque. As what he does, what he was doing with throwing the football, but even Patrick Mahomes didn't get this kind of hype coming out of Texas Tech at his pro day. So, what do you mean specifically, Patrick Mahomes esque? Are you looking at the talent in which he throws the football from what we've seen with Mahomes in the league? That's what you mean. I mean, like the 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 fact that he doesn't have to be square set in okay. order to throw a deadly, mm-hmm. accurate football down the field. Like, like Mahomes yeah. and Rodgers are the only two quarterbacks that you see can, like, roll out, flip their hips up in the air, and throw it 60 down the field. And you're like, how the hell? Right. It's like a flick of the wrist thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so you don't you don't see that. Those are the okay. only two quarterbacks that I've seen that do that, and this kid does that. So those two people being successful, he can be – but what are the Jets? Who is he throwing? Can I? I don't know. Do do the Jets have a receiver? Do they have any receivers on their team? Like literally, uh, like who are their receivers? I mean, <laughs> they got <laughs> they got Corey. They I, signed Corey Davis. They signed Corey Davis this year in in free agency. Uh, stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> stop! Let's not do. Yeah, that. I could. Do I could. That. I couldn't tell you. They got a lot of a lot of uh young guys, young players. Uh, the 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 young the young stuff from out of Bella Mims he's on the team he's a pretty good receiver okay, he okay, was at okay. Bella Mim, Mim, but I don't think Mims played last year yeah he was hurt he, he was hurt last year he, he was got hurt. hurt yeah he was hurt last year okay okay so I mean he he, he could it, it, it man it all depends on where he goes 
I think that you're going to be able to see the skill set instantly, though, because his skill set translates to the league immediately. Yes, it, it does. It, 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 it translates. Um, you're talking about accuracy, live arm, um, throwing off platform, um, not having to just be square to just get the ball down the field, making quick decisions. The only thing is, just like Mahomes, one of his knocks was he played in the um, in the pack. What is it? Uh, the Big Twelve. Uh, I forgot what what division this kid. The played Mountain in. West, I think. Mountain West, so something like it, that. It, you know, you, you're dealing you're dealing with a different type of defense. Yes, um, receivers are more open. Um, you know, uh, I it, mean, they talk about that Coastal Carolina game, but I mean, shoot, when when the, when the chips was on the table, your boy went down the field. He did. I mean, he did what he's supposed to do in that game. Short. He did, yeah, yeah, man. My I, yeah, and man, I want to, I want to, I want to get my take while you're on the phone with him. I think the thing with him, I get, I, I agree with you. He gives you that, gives you that Patrick Mahomes type feel. But I think the difference between, I think the difference for me with him and Trevor Lawrence is, is <laughs> Tre, Trevor Lawrence uh, may not have the biggest arm in the world, but when Trevor Lawrence throw the ball, it's like receivers catching this ball in stride. Like the ball is already there. I was watching his pro day. I was watching Zach Wilson pro day, and it was some of his passes he was overthrowing a little that the receivers had to really go and get catch up with. When we were watching Trevor Lawrence, everything was pinpoint accurate, accurate. So I I agree that he's an accurate quarterback, but I don't know if he he has he's going to have to develop and get better with that. If you're talking about getting the ball down the field, like you say, I 100% agree. 100%. 100%. The, the guy, he has a cannon for an arm, a cannon. And he gets right, the ball down right. the field. But that's the that's why and that's why I hate that people have this conversation about could he, uh, like, uh, Chris Sims crazy self talk about Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. It's no way in hell. It's no way. No, it's no way. It's, it's, it's no I way. think accuracy no is the difference. This was in the ACC ball, and, and we talking about somebody that played uh, junior varsity football. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think the accuracy is a big difference, and you and, and and looking at both of their pro days, and and I looked at all the Trevors and all of his. The accuracy is not the. He has. He's a good accurate quarterback, but he's not the best. Trevor is like accurate, and he does everything well. It's nothing Trevor does bad. Zach Wilson has areas no. where he needs to grow. Where he needs to grow. It's like Trevor Lawrence is already ready and prepared for the league right now. I don't think Zach Wilson is. The right. reason why the reason why I think he will be successful is because of what Pat Mahomes doing and throwing the big ball. That's what the NFL is about now. So I would think he would be successful in that aspect. But like you said, what receivers does he have? Are we going to be able to see the? Right. Are we going to be able to see the bad in Zach Wilson? I think we will if he go to the Jets because of his receivers. He don't have. He's not going to have the best receivers. But um, I like the kid. I I think he got a big arm. I I really do think he can be successful in the league over time. But I'm not. I would never put him on the same pedestal as a Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh. For no, me. And, for, and I, hold, oh, for me was Zach go Wilson. Ahead, go ahead, D. I'm sorry. It's all good. For me was Zach Wilson. I don't see what neither one of y'all see. I see another talented kid who's inaccurate. He was inaccurate at BYU. He has guts. Yeah. He has heart. Okay. Yeah. But we saw that at the Mount West. But in the NFL, 
your guts and your heart get you on a bench. Ask Robert Griffin III. <laughs> go ask, yeah. go, 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 go ask anybody who came into the league and oh, this kid got guts and he got heart and he got swag. Go see where it got a lot of those quarterbacks that came into the league. When you're in the NFL, the windows are small. You don't have gaps in the field yeah. where you can complete passes. I just do not see him translating to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Will he have glimpses where he does well? Sure. Sure he will. But other than that, I know he's going to the Jets, presumably. But even if he has talent, how much better is he than Baker Mayfield? How much better is he better than Baker Mayfield when he came out of college? Uh, I, 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 I think he's better than Baker. Though. Why? Um, Why? I what? think his arm is bigger than Baker's. Okay, and I think I think I think he's quicker than Baker. I think he's like. I, I, you I, sure I, about that? The other part is he. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really sure that his arm is bigger than Baker's. I um, give you that. I give you that. I think I think I, I'm I'm pretty sure his arm is bigger than Baker's, but. When you look at his receivers that he's throwing to, too, like, that is the other thing. Like, he's not throwing to nobody either. Like, he's playing in this, in this bad conference, and his team is bad, too. But he sticks out. Okay. So, um, he, he, he stuck out. It's just like Mahomes did. And then Mahomes went to a team. That's why I said at the beginning, with most quarterbacks, they're, unless you're generational, you have to go to a team that's going to maximize your skill set. If you don't, you're going to have the RG3 thing. You're going to have the, all these quarterbacks that, that just didn't, didn't pan out. Well, let me ask you this. Um, Let me ask you this. What's the difference between Sam Darnold coming out of USC three, two years ago and him coming out of BYU. What's the difference? You remember Sam Darnold's final two years at USC, what he did there? Uh, I really don't. I do. I really. I do. He. He. He balled out of what? his mind, yes, and he did. put up fifty-one points in the Rose Bowl, and he was all over the place, rolling out, throwing deep, doing all this stuff Zach Wilson was doing. And now Sam Darnold is on his way out of the New York Football Jets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that's true. But if, when you but again, that, that's 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 when what I'm you, saying. When, it, it, it's when, when you too. talk transcendent young talent out of the college football ranks is that talent undeniable when you get to the league is it I, I for me I'm asking yeah. is it for me oh yeah it's it's, it's so it's, name yeah. me a quarterback yeah. hold on name me a quarterback that rivals Zach Wilson's entrance into the National Football League who's been successful Who rival his? Uh, who rivals his interest from a school like his, with talent like his? I mean, it, would be, it would be Mahomes. No, no, he went to a Big Twelve school Big 12 and school. held several passing records before he came. I can only think of one quarterback that rivals Zach Wilson. One. One. Who is that? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. That's okay. it. At Wyoming. That's it. Okay. And is he Josh Allen? Well, Josh Allen has gotten. Be- he is he Josh Allen. No, he's not Josh okay. Allen. But but I, I I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about Zach Wilson cause Zach Wilson because I was able to see him a lot last season and watching his pro day. 
he got the he got the tools he got the tools and the deep ball and everything that Josh Allen had at Wyoming he had that at BYU. Okay, and we seen and you said you don't you don't think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks who does well in the in the NFL. Josh Allen has gotten better every year. He has with the same limited what you would say limited uh, skills that Zach Wilson has. Okay, big deep ball wasn't. Josh Allen wasn't accurate at all uh-huh. coming out of Wyoming. Same same thing for Zach Wilson. He's not the best accurate quarterback. Okay. But if you... I believe if you could get Josh Allen to, to a point where you like, damn, man, we didn't see this from Josh Allen. We didn't, we didn't know Josh Allen was going to be this good this year. Okay. We didn't see that. We knew he threw a lot of picks his first year. We was calling him trash. Uh-huh. But the two years after that, he's gotten better. I feel okay. like Zach Wilson is going to be able to give you that same feel okay. like a Josh Allen. What's your thoughts on that, Rashad? Are we going to wrap up on Zach Wilson? Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 I'm just I'm just going to stick with what I said originally, man. They okay. got a better team around Josh Allen. That's why he started playing better. Okay. Okay. It, it, this, this was his best season. Guess who they got him? Stephon Diggs. Oh, well, light bulb goes off. All that, all that kind of stuff, man. You got to set up a team sure. for the for these players. Unless you, unless you are a generational talent that can play in any system, that can uplift. If you're not Peyton Manning, if you if you're not, you know, these type of quarterbacks, Peyton would have been successful if he would have went to any team. He could have went to Cincinnati when they were terrible, mm-hmm. and he would have won a Super Bowl eventually with that team because that's the type of quarterback that he, you know. So unless you're that. And it's only a, it's only five of those to ever live. That's just transcendent. So unless you're that, is it's, it's not gonna matter. So is he that? No, he's not that. But it's a skill set there that 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 if you get him some pieces around him, he could yeah. be dangerous. I could see that. Okay, so, I could see that. that. Well, I guess we're monitor and what we're gonna be doing here on the sports desk week in and week out as we lead up to the draft. We're going to be highlighting some young players that's coming out of college. So we're going to be talking about, you know, your Cal Pitts. We're going to talk about your, uh, what is his name, Deontay Ooh. Smith out of Alabama. Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar. Uh, we're going to be talking about these young players. Just today, we just decided to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson. All right, Rashad, man. Well, remember now, go to Twitter with all that now. <laughs> I am. Go to Twitter am, and believe me, and am, we will we I, will meet you there. Rashad, saying. you finna start something, man. You finna start hey, something. Hey, Listen, do me man. do me a favor. <laughs> do do us a favor and wait till the episode drop because the episode gonna drop tonight or in the morning. And then when it drops, send out that information, my boy. <laughs> I'm go listen, man. I'm gonna send out that information, and it's probably it's probably gonna shock me even more than. Oh what my it, god. It, it's not, it, because I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, right. I watched the man. And have you seen him in all his Monday night games? When we all Rashad, I'm not going to let you pile on Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you pile on Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to let you do that. Lamar, hold on. Hold on now. We can't, we can't do that. He he went to Cleveland on a Monday night. I mean, stakes high Spectacular. in Cleveland. And came, he was hurt and came back and threw a pass to, uh, threw a passing touchdown to win that game. He don't remember that, he though. Did. He told me he, he did. did. He told me he did. He did. Okay, he did. He did. He yeah. Did. He did. Good. Okay. So I, I, gave, I gave him. I gave him credit, and I gave him critique. Okay. I, I tried to keep it as balanced as I could. Good but man. When I watch the young man, I do not see Super Bowl or none of that stuff. I can't. Okay. I don't. I don't see it. 
I don't see it. All right, Rashad. <laughs> we can't wait to we can't wait to meet you on Twitter and have this conversation, yeah, man. man. But we we definitely appreciate you calling in. Uh, we're gonna have Rashad in live in studio very very shortly as we lead up to the NFL draft, and uh, we're excited to have him in. Glad to have Rashad on weekend and week out, man. We appreciate you uh, one more time, bro. Yes, sir. I I, I talk to y'all boys next week. All right, All take right, it now. easy. All right. All right, yo. Yes. All right, man. So we about at that two hour mark, man. We have some other things we're gonna get into, but we just gonna hold that over, man. I like um, that Zach Wilson talk. It's like I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we we yeah, gonna, we like gonna be that. having a lot of conversations, man, yeah. about uh, these players coming into the draft. Uh, but we're gonna get into some other news, man, and we are going to get out of here. So let's see what we got. All right, Black. Well, we have some news come out of the National Football League today. Um, the NFL is going to add a 17th regular season game. 17th regular season game starting this season. And a lot of players in the NFL ain't feeling it. Mm-mm. You got Alvin Kamara coming out talking crazy. I mean, you just got a lot of players around the league who just not feeling this. Now, the players who got their deals this season, uh, they ain't saying too much because pretty much the owners knew this was coming. Dak Prescott, for instance. He knew he was going to be playing 17 games. That's why he wanted the money in the years that he wanted. He wanted to be compensated for that 17th game. So it's an opportunity for NFL players to make more money, but they're not feeling an extra week of practice, an extra flight to another city. It's going to be really, really tough for these guys. But as a football fan, I ain't mad for another yeah. Sunday. This and year. Gonna start this, this, this year. Season? Okay. This year. All right. Now, last year, you know, they added the, the extra playoff teams as well. So we it's got right. extra wild card games. So. It's kind of folding in. So, okay. as a football fan, excited to see it. Black Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield three. Is that going to be happening soon? Word on the street is Mike Tyson turned down a twenty-five million dollar deal to fight Evander Holyfield in the Legends League on Triller. But Mike Tyson has came out and said this deal will get done. Black, how do you feeling about a Evander Holyfield? Mike Tyson three, my uh, guy. I'll watch it. It's, it's they they legends, you know. It's hard to, for me to believe that Mike Tyson turned down twenty five million. He said you it. You know, uh, maybe he wanted more. Cra- it's it's crazy. Probably maybe he wanted so, more. But yeah, I, I will watch it. I will watch it. You, you know, will? I, I, yeah, I will watch it. Right. Um, I think them being legends, I don't know exactly what they're going to bring to the ring, but uh, what Holyfield is going to bring to the ring, but. It'll be all right to watch. I don't, well, I don't see no hurt it with. At least one of us will be watching it. You just let me know how it goes, my boy. Well, you'll be watching it too. You sure bro. about that? Yeah. I don't know. Snoop Dogg gonna, ain't no commentary. I ain't watching it, my boy. <laughs> he gonna be on trail Oh, okay, boy. my boy. All right. All right, some other news. Thank God Almighty Antonio Tarver has pulled out of the fight with Frank Mir, and we will not have to see this foolishness, oh, my boy. Man. The Nevada Athletic State Commission did not clear Antonio Tarver to fight Frank Mir. They say he did not meet the qualifications to come out of retirement and fight. Thank the good Lord on that one. Couple news out of WWE. You got Kane, one of the legendary heels, uh, just great characters in WWE history. He's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Also, the great Kali is going into the WWE Hall of Fame as well. Well deserved for those two superstars. Um, prayers out, man, for the road dog, Jesse James. Suffered a heart attack yesterday. He has been hospitalized. Um, I believe he is in uh, Florida uh, being hospitalized. He's one of the strong arm gorillas for SmackDown. So he works behind the curtain and everything like that. So uh, prayers out to the road dog. Get well soon, man. New Age Outlaws, Degeneration Next, man. 
He's meant so much to a lot of people around this world. And last but not least, I want to send a rest in peace to the great Laker, Elgin Baylor, who passed away this past week. Elgin Baylor was before his time. I went back and watched some old YouTube clips on Elgin Baylor. And man, did he move great, man. He was athletic. Like, they didn't even have athleticism like that. You know, Elgin Baylor unfortunately went to 10 NBA Finals and didn't win a ring. Man. That's crazy. But when you're going against Bill Russell, and um, who won what? How many Bill Russell got? 11? 11. Yeah, yeah. so was, out of the 10 times he went, he faced Bill Russell 10 of those times. God. And he didn't win, man. So, um, But Elgin Baylor was a special talent before his time. Want to send our heartfelt condolences to him and his family. Laker legend, basketball legend. He did a lot in the community as well. Learned a lot about that with Elgin Beller this past weekend. So want to give our condolences here uh, to uh, the basketball legend, Elgin Beller. Yeah, rest in peace, Elgin Beller. Yes, sir. All right, Black, we're going to wrap up and get on up out of here, man. Uh, anything else you want to drop off, man, before we dip? Uh, no, man. Just want to say uh, appreciate all the love. Uh, and support that we get here on the sports desk. All our listeners, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. We got some good things coming. Uh, y'all way. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. WrestleMania season is approaching. Two weeks away from WrestleMania. We'll be getting into the card on the next episode. The card is shaping up to be a really good card. Two night cards. Excited about a lot of matches. Me and Black will be giving y'all a superstar uh, uh, episode Hopefully this week We're going to highlight Superstars And talk about them In one hour podcast So hopefully you guys Click the link And listen to that For all you wrestling Nostalgists Out there um, But until next time You guys be safe Be cool Appreciate y'all Rocking with us um, Go to Reduce Lunch Check out all the content there Shout out to the NPN Network Team is strong And uh, we'll be back Very very shortly To give y'all Another episode Lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show. The sports desk. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk.